Several years ago, I went to the Washington State Correction Center in Shelton to worship with the Livingstones Lutheran congregation that's housed there. It was a big, chilling dose of reality to leave my cell phone in a locker and to go in carrying only my Bible. I felt exposed, and then, when we walked through the razor wire fence past the guard tower into the prison proper, my blood ran cold. What if something movie-like happened? I'd have no access to the outside world, and I didn't see then what I see now. I wanted my cell phone more than my Bible at that moment. When you finally get through the gauntlet of security to the chapel that houses the Livingstones congregation, you take a seat and watch the musicians get ready for the service. They have a praise band and a contemporary style service that you could find really anywhere else. They use the same communion liturgy that Silverdale Lutheran uses and the same revised common lectionary that we use. When it's time, the prisoners take their seats by the visitors and they welcome us. We make uncomfortable conversation and try to pretend that we're comfortable. Then the service starts and it's amazing. It feels like church. It feels like the churchiest church you've ever churched at. The Holy Spirit is palpable. The day we went there was January 23rd, 2015. I know the date because I wrote it in my Bible on the page that the lectionary gospel was from, the fourth chapter of Luke, verses four to 21. A member of the congregation preached the sermon that day instead of the pastor. You may recall that the fourth chapter of Luke is Jesus' inaugural sermon, where he goes into his hometown synagogue in Nazareth and opens the great Isaiah scroll to chapter 61. I have to fast forward to March of 2019 when I sat in the recreated synagogue in Nazareth Village in Israel with fellow pilgrims from Silverdale Lutheran Church. We sat around the perimeter of the synagogue, just as the seating of the time was, and saw the pulpit with the scroll opened in the center. Our guide read, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll and sat down and said, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Getting back to 2015, the lay preacher approached the pulpit and began his sermon by telling us that he's blind and he'll never leave prison. He's also African-American. I held my breath, wondering how was he going to speak to the recovery of sight for the blind and freedom for prisoners and the release of the oppressed. But oh, how he did. He started out with a question. If you believe the word, what are you doing with it? He said his sermon is our training ground. We stand on the word and it becomes our strength. If you believe the word, what are you doing with it? Well, this blind black lifer believed it and he preached it. He talked about how he may be blind, but he could see and he may be captive, but he was free and he may be black, but he was anything but oppressed. He taught freedom to a room full of captives, but also to a room full of the free. He taught us about the slaves that were freed in 1863, but nobody told them. I have to confess, I lamely thought that I hadn't heard of Juneteenth before. It's been talked about this year so much. But here it is, written in my Bible, in my own hand. 
how do you know you're free unless someone tells you? This man told us that now that we know we're free, even those behind bars, it's now our job to proclaim this freedom to others. Jesus said, today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. In your hearing. Jesus spoke the scripture with his creative word so it was true, but it had to be heard in order to be fulfilled. Scripture does no good when it just sits there. It has to be read and proclaimed and heard. I didn't realize then that the cell phone that had been taken away from me wasn't my communication, my communication tool. It was a Bible I had in my hand. This physically blind, captive black man was the clearest-eyed, freest, least oppressed man I have encountered. He could see his freedom, and it was Christ. He could see this because someone told him about it, and then he began to tell others. That chapel room wasn't made up of prisoners and citizens of the outside world. It was made up of one free people because we all heard the word together. There are people in our community who are captive and cannot free themselves. They are captive to a virus, to poverty, to addiction, to sin, ill health, loneliness, racism, fear, to hate, to, well, to, you can name it. They need to hear that they've been free this whole time, that the scriptures have been fulfilled and all they need to do is hear. Jesus didn't say the scripture was fulfilled by listening, which is an active response. It's fulfilled by hearing, a passive reception. Faith comes from hearing. So if we share the gospel and our personal faith story with someone, they might not listen, but they will hear. And the Holy Spirit works how he will. It's hard to share the gospel. It's hard to risk rejection when we share our faith. But Jesus risked and gave his life. He gave everything to free us from sin and death. The prisoners at Shelton risk rejection by their fellow inmates, and you can guess what that might look like. All we have to do is speak a few words, risking little to nothing and ultimately giving Christ, which is everything. And if you just can't bring yourself to share your faith, just share a link to our services on your Facebook page. Right now, that's really the only way to invite someone to church. We as disciples don't bring people to faith anyway. That's the job of the Word and the sacraments. So just invite someone to church and let the Holy Spirit do the rest. If you believe the Word, what are you doing with it?